Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Balcony Brothers podcast. My name is Cameron Downs. I'm Clayton Lawrence. My name is Connor Barber. And today we are joined by two very special guests. I'm Noah Shaw. And I'm Stephen Fedrosi. Yes, these are our guests today. Welcome, friends. Thank you. Are they our brothers yeah, as well? It's a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. We're on a balcony. We are on a balcony. Indeed. It's a new balcony. We are on the most beautiful balcony. Possibly ever. Think about a balcony in your head. Now destroy that balcony. That's nowhere near this balcony. I can't. I can't. I can't picture things in my head. We had this conversation before. I can't. I, I can't draw things in my head like these people. Only think. five minutes in, and we're already talking about aphantasia. It's, it's okay. It's only been the topic of discussion for the past three days nonstop. Because it makes me that mad that I can't do it. <laughs> All right. Picture an apple in your head. If you can't, you have aphantasia. Okay. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Now I know. I, I have it. He's actually an officially licensed uh, clinical psychiatrist. <laughs> yes, can confirm. Source, am him. <laughs> so, for a little bit of context, um, the three of us, Connor, Cameron, and Clayton, are in Atlanta right now. I mean, the rest of us are also in Atlanta right now. <laughs> yeah, Rip Josh. Josh I is not here. I came in the car with you. He did come in the car. <laughs> Noah did come in the car with us. But we wanted to film an extra episode. We were in Atlanta for a Sammy Ray concert. Shout out to Sammy Ray. Mm. We love you, Sammy Ray. We, we do love, love you, Sammy, Sammy Ray. Please. And since we were here, we wanted to film an extra episode with a couple other brothers that are not normally on the podcast. Um, namely, Noah and Steven. That's me and Steven. I am not me. Apparently, you are both. <laughs> I am he and me. Y- you are we. <laughs> we are one. But uh, yeah, we just uh, got back from the Sammy Ray concert last night, and it was a very transcendental experience, if I'm being honest. Best day of my life. <laughs> it was very much the most excited I've ever been in any experience of my entire life. Thoreau has nothing on Sammy and Friends. <laughs> is this is this where we're going to tell the story in this format, on this podcast? We're telling the story. Are we, we going to tell the story here? Are we just going to continue asking good... questions in a long string? These Probably. <laughs> this is a good place to tell the story. <laughs> you answered the question. I love to tell the story. Wait, are we taking a bathroom break? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> <laughs> Already. Right. Thank you, Five. <laughs> we're going to take 15 minutes. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Get my thoughts together. One of the, the best parts about the concert is that it was a small enough venue that the entire band came out afterwards and gave every group of people that came to see the concert like 10 minutes of individual attention. And it was probably like the coolest thing that's ever happened is um, we all got to sing for Sammy Ray and the Friends. We did. Yeah, as uh, Find Me Alpha, if you don't know our fraternity, we have a thing that we do where we serenade nice girls. Nice girls. <laughs> Sometimes... Sometimes it can get kind of cringe, but we were able to sing to Sammy Ray, and she she didn't. I don't think she was, and some of the friends, yes. And I, uh, it was magical. I don't think I'll ever come down from the high that I had. And it wasn't cringe. She actually enjoyed it. It was not cringe. She was she enjoyed it. She filmed it. She held my hand. She was a very much willing participant. I don't even. I don't even remember how it came up, but oh no, it was like oh we're in music. Connor went. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. Right now, if you were to ask us if it sounded good. No. No. Oh, was it fun? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and the I think it was the sax player was like, how long have you guys been shedding that for? <laughs> it was like, no, you don't want to know. As you can tell, not at all. <laughs> that song was written in uh, probably 1917, and it hasn't been practiced since. So. Specifically 1917. We learned it through <laughs> osmosis, and then we never talk about it again. 
Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I could also... write it down on paper, but I could not sing it. <laughs> we also got the privilege of Sammy Ray personally sang us the lick. Multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. We discussed the lick with such intellectuals as Samantha Ray. <laughs> and of course, I mean, when you're discussing the lick, you can't leave Adam Neely out of the equation. And she brought up, you know, how they're just like friends. And they just hang out up Casually. in New York. Yeah, we're, we're best friends. We hang out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you can really tell the upper echelons of the music world from us. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe you said yesterday that puts us two points of separation away. From Adam Neely. <laughs> and uh, one point of separation away from Sammy Ray. Well, as you know now, we are the friends. We are now the friends. So, yes. We are. We're friends. And we told her this. We are Cammy, Clay, and the friends. Indeed. It's kind of, it's kind of unfair that you guys get, like, named in the, in the name, don't you? It's think? a working title. Well, yeah, but see, I'm proud of it. Yeah. We just have to, t- we have to take <laughs> yeah. that. You're the one with the name in it. I know. We have to take that hit, though. You have no shame. Not at all. <laughs> this is the cutest couples quarrel I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, and it's it's being uh, made larger by the fact that Connor and I are sharing a mic right now. So if you hear us just like thunk at some point during this podcast, it's because we were both wanting to talk at the same time and just headbutted each other. I want to see you two do the thing where the guitarist and Sammy Ray were sharing a microphone, where you're both very much open mouth singing. So hot. I can <laughs> promise your nose you. Nose is almost touching. <laughs> I can promise you that the sexual tension is just as strong. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, what do you guys think about pirates as a concept? As a concept? As a, yes. as, do we I, approve of their existence? Well, should, I mean, should pirates be canceled? <laughs> in, a, in a general sense, pirates. Yar. Gar. Yar? Yar, yeah. Yar. Did you guys ever go through like a pirate phase? Of no. course, my entire life. As a kid, <laughs> it was like, oh, pirates are so cool. And then like high school, middle school, pirates are so cool. And now still. I enjoy pirates. pirates. Are so cool. Pirates are so cool. See, I had the opposite effect. I saw Pirates of Penzance when I was, was like 10, about. and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I have ever seen. You're telling me you don't want to sing and dance? No. <laughs> I have a undergraduate degree in singing, but do I want to sing and dance? Absolutely not. Be a not. pirate in the Pirate of Penzance. The, the craziest thing is um, the Pirate King song from Pirates of Penzance, Oh, Better Far to Live and Die. I'm doing that for my juries. <laughs> This they year. approve that? Yes, my teacher recommended I, it to I me. would love, I, I want you to sing it for your jury, and I want you to make direct eye contact with Trujillo, because I know for a fact that she despises that show with every fiber of her being. Really? Yeah. So I, what I need you to do is I need you to act it entirely and just make, do not break eye contact the entire time. Dress up. Like I, need, I need to come in. Bring as an eye patch. Get, get the, the black, the shiny buckles and everything, of the black course, loafers course, and everything. Of course. Connor's going to get like, Flying colors on all of his like judge cards except for one, <laughs> which would take your grade from a hundred to a C. <laughs> I mean, Brister, no matter what you do, is not going to like it. I remember my friend once went into a jury with a cast, and Brister said cast did not match the rest of the dress, <laughs> and it was like, I'm sorry, I'm not sure that my broken bone was supposed to <laughs> match my jury outfit. Excuse me, I should have painted over it. <laughs> That's crazy. So, pirates? Pirates, yes. Well, indeed. I mean, I was kind of interested in discussing the, the concept of piracy. I, have you guys ever um, watched CGP Grey on YouTube? No. Mm. I do not have eyes. Okay. Shout, well, out. shout out. Good name drop. Good yeah, sponsor. Name drop. Um, he's this guy who makes, uh, like, very, very high-quality animated scripted um, content about um, 
all kinds of topics. The videos that he started off with or that I started off watching from him were about um, like voting systems. He has some pretty good um, explanations of different voting systems and how they could be implemented and a lot of different stuff about how um, different states have different like rules relating to each other, like how there's a a conflict that's been going on since like the 1800s about whether uh, New York or New Jersey owns certain islands off the coast of <laughs> New England. And he talks about stuff like that. And um, one of his most recent uh, sets of videos was these two videos about what it's like to be a pirate and like how piracy worked. Mm -hmm. And one of them is from the captain's perspective. <laughs> so it talks about like all the glory of, of piracy and, you know, all like the you get to risk your life and be rich as opposed to, you know, being a slave to uh, captains and stuff on the, you know, Navy boats. And then the other one is the quartermaster's edition, which talks about like the sheer economics of piracy <laughs> and like brand image and how important it is to them. And it's it's very it's really interesting stuff. And this is how the Blackbeard Tabernacle acquired. That this is how these things happen, correct? <laughs> yes, correct. The quartermaster arranges the Yes. It's all it's all a matter of brand image. If you can right. get people to recognize you as a pirate, then they won't have to they won't try to kill you. They'll just so, be like they'll give up. So how successful do you think your your own your own pirate ship, correct? Your own pirate ship's tabernacle choir if you know it, like the gauge of professionalism Okay. comes from having an accompanist in any form and then like in my mind the very top end of that is having an old grizzled man with a parrot and a hook playing piano to accompany the voice i was i was thinking accordion man accordion i mean you can't it's hard to have a piano on deck that thing would roll around everywhere you know have well, you not seen the second pirates of the caribbean movie saying. my dude when it rolls around it's surround sound if you don't yeah if you don't have a guy playing piano with a like hook like his left hand just playing like the one note bass line right. that's you can't right not a how does he do Forge Spinung, though? Forge Spinung. He gets a special hook. <laughs> He's got the, the five It's like a grappling hook. Five pronged <laughs> hook. That's right. Just like a little mini rake. <laughs> it's like specifically laid out with the perfect distance <laughs> to play the keys. If you were a pirate, what would your pirate name be? Very good question. It's a very hard question. I, I don't agree. think I have a say in the matter. <laughs> That's true. It's, it all but it depends on your description, right? Like It's correct. like, you know how J.K. Rowling decides if you're gay? It's like, <laughs> you know, when you're a pirate, other people decide what your name is. You yes. don't have a say in correct. the matter so at all. So let's name each other then, right? <clears throat> okay. So let's all, okay, we can skip over Clayton. I feel like we know <laughs> what his is going to be. <laughs> what? For anybody who doesn't know, I am a... Um, Flaming ginger? Is that the term? <laughs> Flaming ginger. Very bright red hair. Very um, much so. If I do say so myself. Our red beard. <laughs> it, is, it is very interesting at how little effort seems to be put Indeed. into Blackbeard's name. Well, of course. <laughs> he was he as the most famous pirate. <laughs> he was literally perceived as a demon, and they didn't change his name. <laughs> like, this man has smoke and fire coming out of his hair, Blackbeard. That's just, he's crazy, dude. <laughs> but uh, I think when you consider, I mean, like, the, how people name things, that's actually not that shocking. Right. Because if you've ever looked at, like, the Latin of, the, of like, a species of anything's name, like, if you look, like, the, the common uh, name for, like, house cat is, like, cat cat. It's, yeah. like, cat twice. I mean, people are not original yeah. at all. True. Right. That is true. Head empty. 
I wonder what people would name me. Probably like annoying. <laughs> Yar, it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> Instead of having to torture the sailors when they come on board, you just walk in and they're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the treasure's over there. Get it. Yar, raise fuck. the black flag. Take their oh, women and. This is going to be annoying. And just annoy them. <laughs> Bother them with questions, yeah. <laughs> Gar, it's Sammy Ray in the friendship. <laughs> the friendship. So she's coming out uh, next album, uh, next EP. It's pirate themed. It's, it's a pirate album. Sammy Ray in the Longest John's EP. <laughs> the collaboration would be legendary. It would be everything I could ever need. The Longest John's with horns. Come on. <laughs> oh. Oh. Horns make everything better. I, I think the world just needs to be more horny. Oh, there it is. Nice. Can confirm. Can't confirm. Tagline for the episode? Question mark. World needs to be more horny. Exclamation point. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be a better place? In Tarobang. I feel like you guys collectively just develop ADHD. We did not answer a single. We did not name a single name. Here. We named one. We named Anoya annoying, and that's not. That's, we... that's 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 not a name. That's not a pirate name. You would be like, oh, Yar, there's annoying. There's annoying <laughs> on the poop deck. On the poop. <laughs> okay. I think I think my name would be uh, Shitty Jim. Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> There's a character in is Shitty Park Boys that they call Shitty. <laughs> is Shitty referring to the quality of your character or the fact that you shit all the time? It's Who really who's to say. I think I think the name came first and the legend followed after. Ah yes, <laughs> the legendary shit. So in your mind, they call me Shitty Jim. I may as well just own it. I'm just gonna shit everywhere. When he shits, he goes. Arr, arr. <laughs> I just I, when we when we capture a boat, I just line up all the sailors in front, drop trow, and just, drop trow. And just shit all over the poop deck. Or is that the ship creaking, or is the old captain on the horn again? <laughs> Dog said woof. Oh. Dog said growl. I don't think she liked the idea of shitty Jim. Sorry, she did Sorry. not like shitty Jim at all. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Take it back, you bastard. You bastard. Cameron. Any ideas for your pirate name? For mine? No, I think I would have to be named by someone else. That's true. I, I, I do believe that that is what, okay. what we decreed. But you could have an opinion. You know, like, you don't have to like your pirate name. I think out of all of us, Cameron looks the most like a pirate. Yeah. He's a pirate. I, would, I wouldn't disagree. You know, if you squint and you stand back and you put your hands a funny way, he kind of looks like Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> if you try really hard, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So what do you think? We'll my just call you Orlando Bloom. Yeah, well, yeah. Orlando yeah. Bloom. Orlando Bloom is your pirate name, I think. The Bloom and Onion, Bloom and Onion Pirates. <laughs> the Bloom and Pirates. Outback Steakhouse Pirates. There's a lot of there's a lot of sponsors on this show that just aren't paying us money. <laughs> they don't have to yet. <laughs> on the topic, sorry to do a brief aside here, but since we brought up Outback Steakhouse, they have. I don't think it's on the menu anymore, but you can still like kind of finagle them to ask for it or to uh, bring it to you and they used to have the loaded bloomin' onion which is basically a bloomin' onion covered in like their loaded bacon and cheese fries or something like that mm. and so last time I went to Outback my a friend of mine ordered this and they were like yeah we don't have that anymore and so he basically just ordered you know what I said bloomin' onion with the loaded fries on it and I did the math between the two of those and it came out to like 4,000 calories <laughs> <laughs> The Bloomin' Onion was already like 2,300 or something like that, and the loaded fries were almost another 2,000. That's why they don't. That's why it's not on the menu anymore. They're, they're afraid of it. Yeah. <laughs> you order that, and they're like, their eyes get wide. They're like, oh. You have a standard rule that when I, I go to a restaurant, I don't count calories. If it's there, I, I use every 
strain of willpower that I have to <laughs> avoid eye contact with how much <laughs> calorie count is for anything I order. I do not see it. <laughs> if I don't line. see it, you can't get fat. Exactly. Oh. Big brain. <laughs> Steven's going point. red in the face. Don't look at the calories. Don't look at, the calories. Don't look at it. <laughs> Bold of you to assume my face is never red. <laughs> That's a fair point. But yeah, sorry. Back to pirate names. Stevis? I think yours is going to be side story clay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he jumps on board your deck and he starts cutting people up and then he's like, I, that one time I went to Outback, well... <laughs> It's like Naruto's you look like a blooming onion now. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of blooming onions, boys, oh, I remember a story about that. And then the whole, the his crew from his side of the ship go, just starts uh. singing. They go, oh, fine. And then they, go, <laughs> they all like line up, and then everybody, they just go one, two, yeah. three. Quartermaster goes, oh, I whip us a shanty about the old outback. <laughs> they bust out and do the serenade, and uh, I'm, I go. Once upon a time, I went to a Sammy Ray concert. <laughs> <laughs> a line of pirates comes out of the <laughs> out from below deck, clapping like it's your birthday. <laughs> They've got candles. That's that's how I get them. That's how I get them. I'm annoying. You know the be... feeling when you're in a restaurant and the, the workers come out and you're like, oh my god, please don't let that be me. And they all start staring at you and you're like, oh no, what do I do? Who do I look at? I don't want this to happen. <laughs> Instead of a birthday cake, they just have a plank and they just set it. <laughs> <laughs> we could um we could make like a uh, a birthday pirate ship where we go and we raid your ship on your birthday. <laughs> we take your things on your birthday. Happy birthday. You're now dead. Here's Happy your birthday, face. Blackbeard. Your birthday anti presence. And during this whole ceremony, me as Orlando Bloom is just jumping around, swinging on ropes, yep. just dangerously doing things. Yeah, looking over the horizon and you're just My gorgeous. My alternate pirate name is Danger Downs. Danger Downs. You just have to, oh, your job is to look pretty and look like a pirate, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what he did in the movies. And, and to just quote various things that Orlando Bloom said in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. <laughs> no context, no form of just taking the hobbits to Isengard. It's not good enough. Take the hobbits to Isengard. Wrong Orlando Bloom movie. No, I think it's the same. I think it's the same one. There's pirates in those movies, right? <laughs> My favorite thing is when people like take an actor or actress and line up all their movies and try to make like a coherent storyline out of it. Like there's a lot of people that believe that like um uh it's the same character that Leonardo DiCaprio plays in Titanic and in Inception. And at right. the beginning of Inception, he's washing up on shore um from the Titanic wreckage, which I honestly think is amazing. I That's would just cool. like to in- input a small counterpoint. What do we do for Vince Vaughn? Because they are all the same, like, anyway. It, I, I guess it's just written already for us, right? You don't even have to think about it. Yeah. I think Johnny the... Depp's characters kind of follow that trope in that they're all just kind of the same character in different costumes. I think that might actually be the storyline. The makeup makes the character. <laughs> Johnny Depp's got, like, one idea of acting, and then every time he has a character... Oh, she doesn't Dog like Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. doesn't like acting. Dog champ. So, um... This has been done on different podcasts and different YouTube channels before. This is not like a completely original idea. But I've always liked the idea of doing a Yahoo Answers type thing um, where we just find a Yahoo Answers question that is funny or relatable or just something that we can talk about. And 54 minutes ago in Baby Names, which do you like better, Cameron or Clayton? <laughs> <laughs> it's on. <laughs> okay, well, let's go around the table and, and discuss. Which do you like better? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Cameron fan. I've got to admit, I'm sorry. sorry Thanks, buddy. buddy. Really? 
I will say, um, I hope this doesn't influence your decision too much, but 53 minutes ago, Vomit said, neither. Check my list on my profile for better names. <laughs> Vomit did? Shameless plug. I, I love just the ag- the sheer aggression neither. in that response. Like, the person's like, yeah, I'm considering these two names. Which one do you think is better? And some random stranger on the internet's like, neither. Check what I said. Especially when their profile name is Vomit. Vomit is the authority on Yahoo Answers baby name. Can you go and I want to know what names Vomit has recommended to us. <laughs> okay, okay. Check. That's actually a really good point. I also, like, it, it brings to mind, like, people that name their children crazy things that age really poorly. Yeah, yeah like Stephen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> First of all, rude. That's my dad's name. It's okay. Second of all... <laughs> Ouch. It only hurts because it's true. But I was thinking of the fact, you know, like people that name their children Khaleesi. And yeah. now that like the great snap has happened and Game of Thrones has been Thanos snapped out of existence. Um, yeah, that's not going to age well. Not only did Game of Thrones just like die in a fire. Also, the name Khaleesi just got worse and worse because her character was just kind of ruined. <laughs> I, I i really hope though that there's like a cousin pair somewhere out there one of them's named john and the other one's named Khaleesi, and he just grows up and he goes she is my queen cruel <laughs> i don't want it i don't want it all right what does vomit have for us Clay? so vomit made a post that says rate these names slash or oh out of 10 and your favorites, also middle names, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. <laughs> Very enthusiastic. So um, I was going to look at their male names just because the post was asking for male names, but they're all kind of boring. The female names, on the other hand, Acacia, Angelisa, Ayla, Eloise, Evelyn, KYA, which I think is supposed to be Kaya, but mm. could just be Kya. Um, Presley with two S's. <laughs> Presley. Presley, but spelled wrong. <laughs> they pressed too many S's when they typed that. <laughs> and then Paisley, Peyton, ev- basically every P name. Yeah, every every <laughs> P name. No, that's actually one of the names. Basically every P okay, name. Okay. Peter. Well, that, one's, that one's a 10. The yeah. name is just P name. P name. <laughs> Hi, my name's P name. The P name. One of, one of the female names is Lennon. Like John Lennon, <laughs> Pete, but spelled. I, I, was, I was really was like, I, Lennon, like L E N I N. Yes. <laughs> yes, my daughter will be uh, taking over Russia soon. Here are my daughters, Lennon and Trotsky. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like almost like an affectionate name for your child. <laughs> Trotsky. <laughs> Trotsky, Wouldn't get over here! I got, I got you a nice pick. You know, like like their names got oh, their names got to be something else, but they're just like. Hey Trotsky, you know, <laughs> like your name's like oh yeah, yeah, like Trot. If your name's like Trotter, I guess <laughs> Tr- Trot. Trotter. That's like a, that's like a name that somebody would be named in like the Deep South. Like yeah, Trotter. Well, well, also remember how Cameron last night introduced himself to one of the band members, and he said, "I'm Cameron," and the guy went, "Hammer," <laughs> <laughs> and he went. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is now. And also, cool. that is not the first time that has happened. <laughs> I once, this was freshman year of college. We were at Chiefs, Marching Chiefs preseason, and we went to the Einstein Bagel on Evans' campus. Einstein Bagel. And I ordered like a Nutella bagel. I just remember this whole encounter. And <laughs> That's so the guy shocking. just, there were like four people in there, but like the guy just stood up and yelled, Hammer? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hammer? Like Scooby Doo when you said that. He said, hammer? <laughs> I, have a, I have a story like that with one of my friends from camp. Um, his name's Tristan, and he was at uh, B Dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings. And I wasn't even there, but like this is just one of those stories that trickles down because of the sheer like hilarity of it. The trickle down economics of humor. <laughs> exactly, and maybe maybe it's just funny to me. But he was at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I guess there's a typo whenever there's, there must have been a typo when they put his name in. And he said that the woman that just called out the name just walked around the corner and went, "Uristin, <laughs> Uristin." <laughs> How does a T become? It, it must have been a Y. But like, Uristin, not like Uristin. That's so wacky. The weirdest I've ever gotten at a Starbucks was I said, my name is Steven, and, um, oh, no, 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 it wasn't at Starbucks, it was at a Yankee Candle. Sorry. Even easy, better. Easy, easy How were they calling your name no, at no, a Yankee no, no. Candle? So I remember because I posted the receipt, um... On online, and for some reason, I got points or something if if they wrote down my name on the receipt. So they did, and she said, "What's your name?" And I said, "Steven." And she said, "Oh, okay. How do you spell that?" And I was like, "With with a ph." And she said, "All right. I get my name back, and it's Steven spelled with a v, but before that, it's ph. So my name was spelled P H S T E V E N, and I was like." Okay, I know that it was a slow day. I know that you need to get your giggles somehow, but girl, come on. That's how I pronounce you, your name all the time. Yes, but there's no saving you. This was a random woman I had just met. That is a very good point. Uh, I mean, yes and no. There is safe, but I will never back down from calling you Fatibus. That's just how it is. The more, the more letters you corrupt from his real name, the closer you are. It's still it's still recognizable though. As <laughs> long like, as you have the vowels, I think it's fine. I feel like the the way she spelled it at the Yankee Candle, it would be like the name of a candle that you could buy there. <laughs> F- Stephen. Meadow Stephen. <laughs> Sounds like an obscure Greek plant. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Did you uh you have more uh, more Yahoo answers, Claire? Or you was want there more Yahoo? Oh, answers. I feel like there was a there was a point we never got to at the end of. A vomit's profile. A vomit's profile. Yeah, we're all dying. Well, to know. one of one of their male names was Atlas, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, I think it's 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 a little. What's the word? Antiquated. Contrived. Emasculating. Somewhere in there. Ian Randesk. Pretentious. <laughs> pretentious. It, it is a little pretentious. Is he so, shrugging? Just a little <laughs> yeah. much. He's like four. He's like. I'm holding up the world, dude. Don't put the world on your shoulders. Um, it's a great song. It's a by, great song. By, by Atlas. It's, well, it's called by Atlas. The dip. Yeah. yeah. If we want uh, more Yahoo Answers questions, there was one that I saw yesterday in particular, and I shared it with us that we all thought was pretty interesting. <laughs> and it was, all of the salt has fallen off of my pretzel. How do I reattach it? Uh, keep in mind, this was in repairs and maintenance. <laughs> That's way well, to go about it. You have to go to your your local pretzel mechanic, of course. <laughs> so I know, I know a great one. It's, it's Johnson & Co. <laughs> down, on, down on Maple Street. This is Uncle Anne's. He repairs oh. your pretzel. <laughs> Uncle Anne's. <laughs> Uncle Anne's. <laughs> <laughs> 
my, 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 my favorite thing about that question is the optics of it because the salt must have fallen off the pretzel and his first thought was I'll ask the internet they will know yeah, he's just sitting there waiting for a response like pretzel on a napkin on the kitchen the salt is on a different napkin just like he's like how do I read do you think do you think he like grabbed the pretzel and he's like mm, I'm gonna love this salty salty pretzel and he was about to put it in his mouth and then every single grain of salt fell off at the same it's time. like when you go for a beignet but you accidentally breathe out it's like oh yeah, there's, a, there's like a there's like too much salt on those things like usually you want enough to fall off just so you don't like have a heart attack yes but he was like no i need that back on like there's no way all of it fell off it has to just been like well, there's no more salt. Hey, how's he supposed to get more salt for his pretzel do you think he's already tried things like he got out the gorilla glue and was just looking at it with this gorilla glue in his hand like should i is this the only way do i dare <laughs> disturb the universe you gotta shoot it like a margarita <laughs> Lick the salt afterwards. Pretzel flavored <laughs> margarita. It's just like little parts of bread inside of it, and then just oh, no. you you just dump salt oh. inside the tequila. <laughs> I feel like I feel like pretzel is one of those flavors that is way more versatile than people think. Right off the bat, people use pretzels in like all kinds of desserts too. Yeah, well, like, like waffle cone to... and like salted caramel. Yeah, people like sweet and savory, mm-hmm. like peanut butter chocolate. Yeah, like peanut butter what? Chocolate. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Salted caramel ice cream is good. Is good. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. That's our official stance. For whoa, it. man. <laughs> Let's whoa. not get crazy <laughs> up whoa, in here. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> Finally, we've got another official stance. Yes. We should have a list of all our official stances. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. They'll just go in the bio. <laughs> I remember the first time I tried chocolate waffle cone ice cream. And I'm not saying like in a chocolate waffle cone, but ice ice cream with chocolate waffle cone inside and I remember feeling like I had been spiritually awakened <laughs> it doesn't take much for you I guess hey I'm just very in touch with my spiritual side <laughs> that was an exalted experience for Noah exactly I ascended just like last night at the Sammy Ray concert when she hugged me our official stance on Sammy Ray is just a hug and a heart yes and correct for me it's just the word lovely <laughs> Okay, who do you think is the most kick-ass Greek philosopher? <laughs> like the most hard rock? Why is it? And why is it Diogenes? Well, of course. <laughs> I was going to say. It's definitely Diogenes. I mean, you just call him the cynic. Like he's got a nickname that sounds kind of badass already. You know he questions the system. And then you've got people like Plato who are like, um, music should be simple, no dancing, uh, don't go outside at night. <laughs> um, I also don't like it when people write things down. That's bad. Yeah. We should not write things down. That's bad for the memory. Did he actually say that? Yeah, yeah in uh, Phaedrus. I, I wrote a whole paper about it. And I was like, what do when no can write? It wasn't titled that, but I wish it was in <laughs> retrospect. That's the title of your thesis. <laughs> what do when no can what write? What do when no can fit. They couldn't have said anything It's about just it. a continuation of the Davis Sedaris, uh, David Sedaris novel, Me Talk Pretty Someday. Yes. <laughs> His last name is actually Sedaris? Yeah. That is such a cool last name. <laughs> why? Okay. <laughs> what about it is, is that I think I agree with that. Why. I don't think it's spelled the way you think it's spelled. Oh. Oh, you so think, it's, like, it's not the it's not the Latin word for constellation. No, 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 no. It's S E D. Oh, that's not cool then. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I revoke my phrase. <laughs> I take it back. No, it would it would be cool if it was spelled that way. Alas, it is not. 
unfortunate. You know, people always talk about like bringing ancient celebrities to the modern day and how they would react, but nobody ever talks about like taking Jimmy Buffett to ancient Greece. <laughs> <laughs> like, haven't you seen that one where this is actually like a cartoon, like an internet cartoon I saw recently where it's just this like this girl just like from you know any year past the year 2000 mm-hmm. between like then and now where the, she goes back and it's some like colonial like village and she's like oh rad <laughs> i'm in the past and then they all just get their torches out <laughs> like she's a witch that's <laughs> the only explanation well, yeah. why is she dressed that way <laughs> i would love to see like just truly strange celebrities in like the far past like i would Shakira. love to take bjork to ancient <laughs> greece in the middle of like some super religious festival and just see like see the chaos that would ensue i want to bring meatloaf to the parthenon <laughs> bjork would have been worshipped by the end of the festival that's all i have to say i, I want to bring ozzy osbourne to the defenestration of prague <laughs> you know he'd join in <laughs> What or like the inverse? Do you ever think about celebrities that like have suspicious, suspiciously specific, um, either works or titles? Like I've always had this this weird far fetched theory that we didn't start the fire is Billy Joel confirming that he uh, started the fire of the Library of Alexandria <laughs> and he time traveled. He's like, I didn't start the fire, guys. Well, there's in also, case you remember that. There's also that the concept that you sort of hinted towards where. <laughs> they would be instantly confirmed as just pagan or awful. Like, the character we were talking about yesterday before the concert started, his first name was Bobcat. Bobcat Goldthwait? I was literally just thinking about Bobcat him. Bobcat Goldthwait? <laughs> if you were to drop him basically anywhere in history, like, they would just be like, this this man is not of this world with this name. There is no possible way that is your name. I feel like if you dropped him in, like, uh, Viking Age, Scandinavia, he could totally get a crew together and go raiding. Well, the thing like, about it, like... I feel like Viking Age Scandinavia, all you have to do is be cool with mushrooms. <laughs> what? I mean, they'll just drop you into, into battle. You go on mushrooms, you uh, fight some people, you're, you're you don't even it. remember it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. If you wake up alive. <laughs> you wake yeah. up and say, my name's Bobcat Goldfleet. And they're like, dude, <laughs> nice. Dude, nice. <laughs> like, you must have a good time. <laughs> so I've got another interesting uh, Yahoo Answers question. Um, an hour ago in polls and surveys, how do I become homeless? <laughs> Leave your house. How can I be without home? Back up and move. I, I actually saw one, because we were discussing this. It must have just been some internet algorithm. But um, I saw one that said, how do I run away? <laughs> you think that's like, that's like the evolution? Like when you're a kid and you're living with your parents, you think, how do I run away? And when you're an adult and you're paying rent, you're like, man, how do I become homeless? I'm I like eight years old. It's like uh, when Steven said with the pretzel thing, he was just like sitting there at his counter like, this is, I'm going to ask the internet. Ask the, the first internet. thing, someone's try, like needs to run away. Like, they're, like somebody's chasing them and they're like looking up, how do I run away? <laughs> it's, it's funny because, you know, you think about like internet and how kids nowadays have internet when you didn't in the past. I mean, you could have, but there was no like central place to be like, hey, what do? Um, my mom has a really funny story about when she ran away from home, she packed <laughs> two things. She packed a, a jar of peanut butter <laughs> and a pillow. That was Those were the two things she took in her suitcase. That's and all I need. Left. And, I, and I just think about that. I'm like, wow. She could have really used Yahoo Answers on that one. <laughs> well, once you finish the peanut butter, you get a 
fancy little jar to play with. <laughs> but what's funny too is she didn't bring a spoon. Well, you know she, she makes that very clear. Well, you know how most spoons. kids most kids like pack a bag with a toy when they run away. And they're like, I'm never coming back. And they put like their favorite GI Joe in a bag and then run away. And like try to walk out of the house. It was like you're not getting very far, you know. Yeah, I think my childhood running away story was I just put a bunch of gauze in a Crown Royal bag. And then I grabbed like a juice box or whatever we had. Maybe it was like a can of Sprite. I love that you had the forethought. Because I was like, well, if I get hurt, I'm going to need hurt. to heal myself. So it was like Band-Aids, gauze. Like the like video game style. style. Like, I was like, I need a med kit. Yes. I got to stand still while I wrap this around my You're going to sprain your ankle and then go, uh, and wrap your arm up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the only time I ever tried to run away, I just left. I didn't bring anything. I don't See, know how serious what, I was. What's you funny melon. is I have a friend who actually did, like, run away, but he, like, didn't think through. I mean, you're, when you're, like, eight or nine, you don't think these right. things through. But he was on a flight, and he was flying home from his grandparents when he was – and I to this day, I don't know how he did it. He somehow had, like, 700 extra dollars. <laughs> he, was, he was flying home from Tennessee uh, to Georgia, um, and he had some sort of connecting flight – and instead of going on his connecting flight home, he was flying by himself, he flew to Boston, where he proceeded oh. to stay with some family friends and not tell his dad for a week. And so he, his dad genuinely did not know where he was until the family friend was like, hey, so like, when is he going home? Oh he was like, God. he's there. <laughs> oh, my God. It was very funny. And it was all for a girl. And I was like, dude, you're like nine or ten. Like, give it ten years. You're hopeless. This man's putting in the work. He, love he, he, ten years old? You gotta start him early. Start simping early. He's shedding, dude. He's shedding. <laughs> shedding. How long have you been shedding that one? Yeah. No, uh, say about eleven years, actually. <laughs> so, uh, just one last question. This one's not so much funny. It's just like a good conversation topic that I kind of enjoy. Would you stay in a haunted hotel? Yes. I would pay extra to be in a haunted hotel. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like this is different depending on certain things. Like, if, if I was alone, no. Well, like. I mean, but you're not going to be alone either way. I'm thinking of it's haunted. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> good point. Good point. I'm thinking of like horror movie tropes. Like, if you're a girl by yourself, are you going to? No. You have to wear hiking boots the whole time, so you don't sprain your ankle while you're running. <laughs> you have to tell people that you're there. Like, hi, hi, mom. Just checking in. I I'm checking into the haunted hotel. <laughs> this is my location. <laughs> If you don't hear back from me in 48 hours, that is weird. So I suppose I don't, su- you don't need to do anything about it. It's just kind of weird. Yeah. Well, it's almost to be expected given the circumstances. I think if we just took like this group of people, like our, our podcast group or just, you know, any group of our friends and stayed in a haunted hotel, that would be a pretty cool time. <laughs> the ghost comes out and we're all like, ah. It would be almost exactly Ooh. in my head. I'm having like. A, re- a retelling of the story of the guys from BuzzFeed who go and try to agitate Goatman on Goatman's bridge, and they're not getting anything out of him, so he goes, I'm going to be as, just as, as raunchy. I'll be a biggest prick as I want. And the guy's like, you do you, man. And then he just like, there's dead silence, and you just hear, fuck you, Goatman. <laughs> the other guy's like, whoa, hey, whoa, oh my God. <laughs> I think that's exactly how it would go down yeah, if we were in yeah, yeah, it would be a us. haunted place. <laughs> just... Cussing out the ghost the whole time. Fuck you, ghost man. Exactly. It'd be like phasmophobia, but yeah. in real life. The ghost Except actually comes out, and I'm like, it's Tourette's, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, I actually have Tourette's. I'm not making fun of people. No, you're making fun of yourself. You are a people, Clay. 
This is news to me. People. This is news to me. I know you're ginger, but gingers are people too. Specifically, uh, if they're pirate ghosts. Depends on the laws of your state. <laughs> like, I don't think it counts in Alabama. I'm yeah. sorry, but I don't think it does. Iowa has a strict no ginger policy. <laughs> They just have, like, sheriffs at the border <laughs> with cocked shotguns. It's like, I need you to take off your beanie there, so. <laughs> Ginger check. Get out of the car. <laughs> you can have, like, you can have, like, dirty blonde hair and a red beard, and they're, like, they're getting awfully close there. Like, <laughs> they, have, like, they have, like, papers with the colors on it, and they <laughs> hold it up to your head, and they're, like. Uh, it's like Family Guy. Yeah. yeah. No, you've shaved all of your hair, eyebrows, everything, and then they just, they're, like, gotta drop your trousers. <laughs> Drop trowel, spin around. I, I've I've eliminated all hair from my body, and they're just like, we'll wait as long as it takes. <laughs> they well, keep you detained for a week. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> After like three days, they take like a, a magnifying glass to my head. They're like, get out the get out the hexadecimal scanner. Hexadecimal <laughs> scanner. coder. <laughs> is that in the spectrum? I think it might be. What like, hurts of light is it giving off? There'd be like a Monty Python scene where they, they come and they just tape a like a ginger wig to you. And they just, <laughs> She's a witch. She's a witch. I'm sorry. I, I, did you guys ever have those um like green, yellow, and red cards back in elementary school? Yes. yes. One yeah. yellow card as in first grade, and I never talked to that kid again. <laughs> because when I went home... My mom gave me the most shit for it. <laughs> I, I just wasn't allowed to be friends with it. I got a red card once, um, and this was the the uh, extent of my social awareness as a sixth grader. Um, so in sixth grade, there was this one kid who was like widely renowned in my social studies class for being really cool, and he would always like joking. <laughs> it's cool, Brian. No, <laughs> so cool. Well, his name his name was River. Oh, okay. Um, so well, there's River. See, exactly. It's cool. River. It's a cool guy name. There's River, um, the kid who was widely renowned as being cool in this sixth grade history class. And and what he would do is he would always joke with the teacher and like kind of make fun of her. Which there's like a, a line you can walk with people right. where you're kind of making fun of them. And I tried to do it, but I didn't have social skills yet. So he would be like, "Oh yeah, you like you're short." Blah blah blah. And she'd be like, "Ha ha 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 ha." And so then in that class, we learned what literacy was and what illiterate people were. And so I joked like, "Oh, like you." <laughs> and I didn't understand why that was such a bad insult and why everyone was so mad and why no one was talking. <laughs> I legitimately thought like, oh, yes, this will be playful. Like every other time anyone's yes. made a joke in this class. Needless to say, it did not go over well. She's teaching her class and this little like seven-year-old is like fucking illiterate bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like reading it off of the board. <laughs> You're not, I'm not River. proud yeah. of my actions. Um. <laughs> I've got a somewhat similar story to that because, like, I don't know. I I still don't think this is a problem. Like, I I would not give myself or anybody who did this any disciplinary action. But my first grade teacher thought it was very heinous of me to um. We were talking about ages and we were going around the room asking like, oh, how old are you? What's your birthday? Things like that. And I was, like, the last person to go. And then I was like, well, how about you? How old are you? And she was like, you never ask a lady her age. And oh. she, she like, lost it on me. I was like, uh, okay, okay, sorry. I, there was a, a day, like, very very the same where I went around. Um, did you guys ever, this is kind of related. Did you guys ever do um, career stuff in elementary school? Like, like, young elementary school, did you guys ever do, like, mock jobs? 
things like that to like teach about the economy no really. oh yeah i we, we one time we did like a market thing where we were given a certain budget yeah and like we could buy beads and we had to Enterprise sell bracelets yeah um and we ended up like i i remember my team did something really dumb and we actually got in trouble for it because we messed up the economy but basically <laughs> you were supposed to Imagine. make anywhere between like 150 <laughs> bracelets well, we spent all of our money on all the most expensive beads, and so we we made one bracelet. And because everyone wanted it, <laughs> it, it messed up the bracelet. people kept like going up and up in price, and it was made like some sort of fake currency. But entire like groups got together, and I think it was like two different groups pooled all their money together to buy the bracelet, <laughs> and they got they got really mad at us. I'm like, no, you're just mad that we understand capitalism. Only in in like seventh grade or eighth grade, we had Enterprise Village, you know, and there was a McDonald's there. And so everyone just saved up all their money to buy all the little McDonald's cookies, like the animal cracker type cookies back when those were a thing. And so that was all we did. <laughs> Y'all remember when like McDonald's, like you would go to McDonald's like hunting for a toy. Like when it was like either like the, like I remember they did like Nintendogs or something once. I remember going like every, like I'd be like, mom, we need to go to McDonald's. I've got to check up on my Nintendogs. The They're probably McDonald's pretty hungry right now. <laughs> Whatever happened to that? McDonald's had pizza. They did. They did. What? Yeah. It was. It was before we were born. But uh, you'll see relics of it occasionally, like old advertisements that talk about McDonald's pizza. Um, to to preface this, um, Connor Clayton and I discovered this. I, you discovered the podcast beforehand and brought it to at least me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Clayton as well. And we ended up listening to multiple um, episodes of this podcast that this man has. And I don't remember. I don't know how many episodes. It's he has. whatever, like hundreds. Hundreds, yeah. And it's just whatever happened to McDonald's pizza. Yeah, whatever happened to pizza at McDonald's? At McDonald's, I think yeah. Exactly and he spends every podcast just calling around trying to figure out who he could talk to. It's, it's really good. He goes super deep into the bit. He's like the, the shadowy forces at work, obfuscating the true nature of of the loss of McDonald's pizza. I'm gonna have to conceal my voice so that they don't block my call. Yeah. Like, could you imagine though if he ever? Like got to someone high up, like a vice president or the CEO or something. Imagine he will and soon. and they like get a hold of it, and it's this whole like PR stunt where they actually like <laughs> bring back bring pizza. back pizza that's for like a like, limited time. That's and, what he's going for. Well, and then he does that, but then I feel like he'll have this huge like identity crisis. Like, oh no, what do I <laughs> do am I now? <laughs> How am I going to continue my podcast now that I've had McDonald's pizza? Whatever happened to Taco Bell pizza? <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll be like, I have come out on top. And he's, triumphant. He's won. He That's can stop. He, the he final stop. episode is just him eating the McPizza. He doesn't actually McPizza. say anything. It's just a recording of... It becomes an ASMR channel. <laughs> you just hear him eating it, and he goes, meh. And that's the end. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm released from my bonds because his his pride would have had had him doing this until the end of his days if it was never restored. And Calypso, I free you from your McPizza bonds. <laughs> no, you that's, must say you, it like a lover. Calypso. I thought I did. You have to say it right. That's I, that's Boy, what they Calypso. need to be doing instead of like the Travis Scott meal and what's the new one, the Jay Balvin meal or whatever. What? I don't know. I, don't know. I saw it on the sign, but um, like, why not bring back the McPizza? You they know, people would go live? try that shit because it would just make because him, it sounds stupid. It would make this man too successful in life. They don't need to do it for him. <laughs> I mean, they I feel like for me, I feel like the bar's already really low though because most fast food has just like drastically reduced their menu because of COVID. Mm. So I feel like at this point, it's like bring back the stuff that was there before COVID. <laughs> Please just bring back the number nine two cheeseburgers. 
All I want is two cheeseburgers. <laughs> Why can you only give me one cheeseburger? <laughs> Why do I have to order two number ones instead of one number nine? No, they still have a number nine. I just want yeah, a McDouble. It's the only thing I know on their menu. <laughs> I, was, I was about That's to say, I was like, that. that is what I order every time. <laughs> if they took the number nine, this would mean an act of war. An act of war. <laughs> you talk about fast food war way too often here on the show. Did you ever have a food fight growing up? Once in elementary school. Really? I've never met some someone who actually like actively participated in one. The funniest part is it was literally in the, um, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, it was in the gifted and talented room because we had lunch <laughs> separate from a lot of the other kids. <laughs> <laughs> and so there were like it wasn't big. There were like twenty of us. Can we talk about like the entire like the strain on generations of younger kids the past thirty years who have been placed into those gifted and talented or whatever Such programs, oh, and then food and then they get to like higher education, like either at the end of high school or college, and then they have like crippling depression because they were told that they were very smart but have no work ethic and are depressed. I don't think I've hit that depression point yet, but the other parts. That's because you're lucky enough to have the smart still. (laughs) My only experience with the food fight was me putting a grape on a Ziploc bag filled with air and just slamming my fist down on the other side of the bag and it flew across the lunchroom and hit my math teacher in the face and he just he just looked around he didn't know where it came from. That's so funny. That's so sick. That is so funny. I will say like I've heard some stories from the gifted and talented like sections of different schools and things like that where they do kind of weird things. Like I remember in mine we learned how to code in Dark Basic and uh, we learned like Egyptian mythology and stuff like mm-hmm. that. We mummified chickens. Did you guys ever do that? What? We never no. used live animals. But we uh, got well, well they, they weren't live. Well, <laughs> we went to the store. Real animals. Um, our teacher got like a bunch of Cornish game hens and was like, hey, we're going to go through the entire mummification process on these on these chicken that bodies. We're going really to cool. embalm a chicken. That's probably way more like useful than most of the gifted that programs. We, sounds um, we, we need to mummify somebody. Probably so. A chicken did, specifically. We did robotics. Yeah, uh, that same. was it. <laughs> yeah, I just I can. If I if I try, I can still imagine the smell of mummified chicken. It's very distinct. I feel like that's very, that's very on brand for your your past, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> that fits with what I know about you. Yeah. Yeah. In fourth grade, I learned how to mummify things. <laughs> that's, I can put that on my CV as one of my skills. Mummification. <laughs> proficiency with embalming tools. <laughs> I have I have proficiency with Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, and embalming. <laughs> Microsoft embalming. Skills. <laughs> Skills. Teamwork. Cooperation. Orderliness. Embalming. <laughs> Burial rites. Yes. No, it's like, it's like the third one on the list. <laughs> Not the fourth. Did you have to pull out the chicken brain with the nose hook? No, because okay. it was a it, it was a, yeah. a, a chicken that you would buy at a store. It oh. didn't have a head. Um, we did clean out the inside of the chicken, which oh. was the unfortunate part. I did not like that very much. Um, and then we, like, we... You know, did the chemical thing. We treated it. We wrapped it in like salt for like three weeks, because yeah. you have to like drain all of the fluid from the body. Yeah. This this did not sound like a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it real. Who, who signed off on this? <laughs> I would like to have a talk. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, I think it, being Clayton's teacher back then was probably the sickest job ever because you just got to decide whatever curriculum you <laughs> wanted for this class. The other thing was, like, there, there was a point, because mummies are buried with, you know, expensive items, things they love. So she made you bring the jewelry to class, so you would... <laughs> she, she was like, you know, go out, 
get things like you know plastic gold coins and gems or just things you like you know cool items that have value to you and wrap wrap this chicken in those items go you're putting it like because you'd put it physically in the gauze and then wrap it like that go go home uh, open your mom's jewelry box oh. <laughs> take out everything that looks gold. Bring your it parents. was a long con to steal <laughs> yeah. from the students. Yeah. You bring your parents' one, credit cards. Just a credit card. yeah. Bring the credit card. <laughs> this chicken's just in the afterlife with all the trying to buy all the shit. That's oh, like your favorite shit, Clayton. And he's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Blinged <laughs> ass chickens. <laughs> well, I also like that your teacher said, or just stuff that you like. Because I'm picturing like these little like four or five year olds where like one brings in like a Backstreet Boys CD. <laughs> You just you, you like after you die you're walking through the duat about to get your soul measured by omelet with the feather and you just see this chicken walking up behind you and he's got a back. cool streets back oh, right. yeah you hear the back he's got street a walkman he's yeah. like, and he's holding a cool rock he's holding a, yeah he's holding a really cool rock. this stick that looks like a gun <laughs> and he also has like one of those like little gummy snack <laughs> like he's got like <laughs> and he pops one as us like hey omelet and he's going. He's got he's like got friendship like, bracelets all on his. And he's got like a. He's like the favorite little blanket, like the tiny one, like thrown over his shoulder, like it's a jack, like it's a suit jacket. Like he's just got run. my favorite Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they pluck an actual feather off of this chicken. Or he has like one of those little like rubber thing, like the little rubber. I don't know what to call them. They're like little the rubber poppers. rings. The popper. Oh, yeah. You, they, you, yes. <laughs> he's just doing that. <laughs> While, while Ahmed's like getting out the feather, he's like, like, like "You ready for this, bro?" It pops up and it flies and hits Ahmed in the eye. <laughs> he, he just puts it on Ahmed's forehead, just like it pops it land, off. It lands on the feather side, so they tip that way. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's heavier. God, that's good. <laughs> I like the idea that the ancient Egyptian afterlife was just like anything that gets mummified goes there. Yeah. <laughs> like it's the, that's all that determines where your afterlife is is how you're buried. You can mummify just like a random thing. Oh, this carrot that went bad on mummifying it. Yeah. Is there anything that ever got like accidentally mummified and it just showed up and they're like what? Well, um in bogs, right? Mm, like yeah. uh, I I think that was in like Ireland. Yeah, yeah, so there's this whole I mean with the bogs in Ireland there's like random things. There was we read an article in a class I took like 2 or 3 years ago um talking about this 600 pound wad of cheese that they found um that kind of like ended up maturing because of the bog. Um there's some like some I don't know how it got there, but it ended up like they found like this huge block of cheese inside of it. Brothers, the cheese. Well, and, and I remember everyone in the class just, we were supposed to be talking about, because there was a poem we read and we were talking about like the kind of preservation of Irish culture. And there's also these weird like nine foot tall stags that were huge that were only found, they were found in like Ireland in bogs and also in like Norway. Um, and they've, they've been preserved. So they were talking about, I think the name of it's like the old Irish elk or something. I don't remember. But I remember the whole point was supposed to be like, oh, yes, this ancient culture preserved in bogs. And we just couldn't stop talking about whether or not someone had used the cheese for something. <laughs> like, they were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have a ham and cheese sandwich. Wait, do you know what this would, what would put this over the top? Infinite swamp cheese. <laughs> Swamp cheese sounds like something I don't want to put on a sandwich. By or like there was also uh, like the mummified remains found of this one body, um, and they, it had like a tattoo on it, 
and it, and it was like a of a deer and it looked like very mystical and there was a Tumblr post where people were like oh yeah I'm gonna get that tattooed <laughs> they're like you should get that <laughs> get the, an ancient deity like tattooed on like you don't know what's gonna happen and then someone was like at this point you know my life cannot get any worse <laughs> you know what what more is a bog bog mummy gonna do to me bog mummy. and then the final tack on the post said bog mummy take the wheel <laughs> oh my god. The white stag, the ancient god of the... The ancient god of swamp cheese. (laughs) Protector of the swamp cheese. I think we have found your pirate name, Noah. (laughs) Swamp cheese? (laughs) Do you think there's a god that has, like, swamp cheese that falls under its domain? Yes. (laughs) Yes. I feel like there's got to be a god of everything, right? Would it be the god of the swamp or the god of the cheese? Do you think they fight over it? In polytheism, like, that, like, you do get, like, strange specifications for some gods, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, like, I, I know something about, like, in some, like, Japanese cultures and Shintoism and stuff, like, there's, there's gods that have overlapped, so there's, like, a god of the sea, but there's also a god of, like, like the shore, <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a minor god, and right. you get like minor, more, more and more minor until it's just god of the swamp trees. Or yes. like it, maybe it's not god, but like whatever, like less. The intersection word. from <laughs> cow slash goat god and and <laughs> fertile earth god. That this is this is the intersection between those two. <laughs> the minor god of cheese in weird places. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it, it is interesting because I know that especially like an old like Russian culture or like it's not even technically Russian yet because they didn't call it Russia. It was like the Rus. Mm. Um that they had like spirits or like kind of like minor deities for every like hearth. Mm-hmm. Or like every fire, yeah, every home, spirit. every barn, yeah. there was a spirit, and they'd like leave out food for it, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to like to pr- to protect themselves. And so it's funny. So like when you think about these things, like no, there used to literally be a god for everything. Yeah, yeah. Like I it think the happen. same thing happened in Troy because in the Aeneid they talk about um, everybody like running into their burning homes to rescue their household gods and take them with them to wherever they're going next. Mm-hmm. The only other. Or maybe not the only other, but an alternate explanation for swamp cheese is they were sacrificing it to the swamp god. They were like, "I know what my boy wants." Six hundred pounds of cheese. <laughs> was it? Was it one like huge glob? Yes, and I do. Th- I'm being hy- hyperbolic when I say six hundred pounds. Okay. I think it was actually like thirty-two pounds. Okay. Still massive. Still unfathomable idea. to consume yourself, but not quite six hundred pounds. I like to imagine that somebody. Like, just how this could have happened. Somebody could have just been like, oh, I'm just carrying this, you know, 32-pound milk bag <laughs> through the swamps. Oops. <laughs> just to confuse, like, archaeological, archaeological yes, discoveries later on. It's the milk road. What if somebody, <laughs> what if somebody like... They were carrying, like, buckets of milk, and they tripped and fell in the swamp and got covered in the milk and mummified in cheese. Oh, God. That's what I was... Imagine, I almost made that joke earlier. Imagine swamp, being the cheese mummy. Swamp cheese, cheese mummies. mummies. You, go to a, you go to a different afterlife. <laughs> the, the, the cheese afterlife. It's a very specific process. Very right? people know about it. Welcome. A cheese afterlife would mean eternal suffering for two of us at this table. You just see all of... That's, what, that's what's so wondrous about the cheese afterlife. All your lactose intolerance is cured. It's, it's magic. In front of you is just every cheese wheel from a Cheez-Its commercial that got rejected 
All the mean ones? Yeah, no. all the mean ones. And they all get rejected one by one until they land on you. Yeah. The one that's in the swamp is actually one of those ones that's been rejected. Somebody time-traveled and put it there. They had to erase it from. So I thought you were saying that that swamp was cheese hell. Like, that's where, that's where cheese That's, that's where my, bad cheese I can goes. only imagine, like, in cheese hell, do you have to, like, roll up, like, a cheese wheel, like <laughs> Sisyphus, and every time you get to the top, it goes back But down. it's got, like, one of the wedges cut out of it, yeah, so you have yeah. to, like, struggle with the one. Or, or you're just sitting in the wedge while the wheel is being pushed forever. <laughs> and, like, Tantalus, there's, like, one guy who's sitting on the edge of, like, a fondue lake. <laughs> there's, like, there's, like, trees branching down that have, like, mozzarella sticks. And he's like, please, please. <laughs> we are God's mistakes. What are, the, what, are the, what are the nine circles of cheese hell? See, I was thinking about this a minute ago, and I didn't want to derail the conversation. But I was thinking of other food-based hells when, whenever you said that um, the cheeses, the rejected cheeses from the Cheez-It commercials. And I was thinking how awful it would be and how hellish it would be to have a circle of hell that's just the Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. So, okay, so destroy your house, and then they're like... Oh, sorry. Yeah, and you're like. So, oh, so if we're gonna okay. if we're gonna talk about uh, Dante's in fondue, we have to. We have to go. We have to go through the levels, right? Yeah. So purgatory is the cheese. It's commercial. You <laughs> yes. constantly sit on a like a doctor's like bench, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, you're not ready. Yet. You're a little too mean." And then you just like <laughs> they send you to the back of the line. Yeah, you send you to the back of the line. You have to wait in line for like four hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, I'm just, I'm struggling to, like, some of imagining certain, fo- like, any food in some levels is just comical. Because, like, which food is lust? Let's be honest. Like, which food I is chocolate? We, chocolate? I think we have the answer to that. It's, it's either a banana or an eggplant. <laughs> which cheese is lust? The Peter Pepper? Which, which, are we talking about food hell or cheese hell? Well, see, okay. now I'm thinking about food hell and how, you know, like, the ninth circle's frozen over and everything. I believe that's correct. And how I've, yeah. <laughs> I just think that. But also, like. <laughs> it, would, it would just be dropping your ice cream cone <laughs> eternally. <laughs> but also, like, like what, oh. what what food is, like, betrayal? No, betrayal. It's it's like the ice cream thing. You yeah. know how you see those videos online of the ice cream vendor who's messing with the kids? Like, yeah, they'll yeah, keep yeah, taking yeah, the yeah, scoop yeah. and yeah. the cone. That's it's Satan. That, Satan is yeah. doing that? It's that for eternity. Or it's, oh, it's like that video of the guy's like, this is how you eat a big. Big Mac, and his friend smacks it out of his hand. No, 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 no. It's one of those like those videos where they have those really complicated uh, de- uh, recipes for those ridiculous like Facebook videos that yeah. have like deep fried mozzarella made into a-, a pizza that's made into a giant cake right. and eaten. And it's like no one would ever eat that ever. But it's just those videos going twenty four seven. You have to cruncher. follow along and make yeah. them. You have to. But make you don't them. get to eat it. You don't get. Oh, oh. no. God. What I mean, we're on the topic of food and the and the seven deadly sins. What, where does gluttony fall? <laughs> like, what food is is gluttony? I definitely thought you were going to pivot to Willy Wonka, and I was fully prepared for. <laughs> I was prepared. The I was prepared down. for the it's waffa thin conversation from from yeah. Monty Python. I, I don't know. Like, what what is more gluttonous than just food in general? <laughs> yeah. Like, who, what is the most gluttonous? Is it, it, does it have to be like a fatty food? Is it like cake? Was or so, is it decadent? I right. was I was thinking if we're talking about. One of the lower circles being where you have to make those complicated and kind of gross, like, 
Facebook food things, oh. that's where you have like that's where the way they go. They take them from you, and those people have to eat them forever oh, <laughs> on God. the next level. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mozzarella stick pizza stuffed with Doritos into a cake topped with frosting. Or oh. it's it's all part of like hell's like all you can eat buffet. <laughs> Except it's of just food like that hurts you. things that don't really like that aren't really food. Like there's just one thing that's just all sprinkles. It's just and there's one like, just <laughs> foods like that. Where you, it's all dubious food. You can't from, really from eat Legend it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All you can eat graham cracker crumbs. Uh, <laughs> all you can eat croutons. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All you can eat like bread crust, Parmesan cheese, but not <laughs> grated Parmesan cheese. All you can eat like raw seaweed, like it's just. Uh. <laughs> All you can eat banana like, peels. All you can eat wasabi. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love wasabi, but not like that. Just whole cloves of garlic. Just yeah, just, whole, just plates of just I, lemons. You know, I do believe some people would find that a bonus. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. Just lemons. There's people out there. Oops, all and those lemons. people are in a lower circle in hell. Yeah. It's, it's, and those they have, people deserve to be there. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> they have Lucky Charms, but they have Lucky Charms only without the marshmallows. Oh. <laughs> so we do, we do have to talk about who would be in the first layer of hell, <laughs> where it's just like Socrates hanging out, being like, "Yo, dude, uh, we are we were pagan." We're the virtuous pagans, just chilling. We're like, the virtuous pagans. Like we can't get into heaven because yeah, we're not Christian. Is that just but... English people? Uh, <laughs> but like people who make bad food. <laughs> but like, but their, but their, their, their sin is so minor that they're just like not allowed yeah, to go to heaven. Like it's, they were fine. They were chill dudes. They're just, just Gordon yeah. Ramsay's there. Yeah, they like, just have I'm the, a good cook, but I'm English. Yeah, they just put like Yorkshire pudding, and you're just like, yeah. They're, they're the, they just have haggis yeah. up there. You're like, yeah. People that enjoy cottage cheese. <laughs> You just, shut your horn out. <laughs> Have you ever met someone who likes um, Lucky Charms and mustard? What the f- what? <laughs> I have met multiple people that tried it and went, "That's not so bad." You killed them all, right? No, I'm never trying it. I'm too proud. <laughs> Their bodies are buried in this yard. So they're going to the ninth circle of <laughs> yes. food hell. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. My uncle, um, he's the kind of person who puts ketchup on his eggs, which is, I think, gross. But you know, some people like that. The weird thing is that he doesn't just put it on his eggs. He puts it on everything in the breakfast, including the pancakes, no, the sausage, no, the bacon. No. See, that's a food sin. You've committed food sin. <laughs> go to horny jail. Go to, go to, go to food a, hell. He's in wonk. He's so, in the gluttony part. Yes. So we have to be honest. Then, like, if we're going with the whole metaphor of just extrapolating Dante and, like, putting food in it, <laughs> yeah. what putting would food, food heaven be? That's a very... Angel food cake. We haven't. <laughs> Easy answer. There's mochi there. <laughs> oh my god. Lots of boba tea. Lots of boba tea. <laughs> Just Japanese cuisine. No allergies. <laughs> I feel like. Are you saying that there is like certain kinds of food that just aren't found in food hell because they're in food heaven or are we saying that all kinds of food are found in both it's just a very 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 food themed afterlife i could also, not commit to all polemical kinds of food. question where would pineapple on pizza be located hell. that's purgatory that oh. is purgatory yes <laughs> that's the only food they have <laughs> that's in purgatory that's what the floor's made out of <laughs> That's what the floor is for 400 years, you have to eat pineapple pizza. That's what you eat while you're waiting in line. Yeah. At, at the end of the line, they ask you what your decision is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Have you changed and, and, your no, mind? And the answer, it doesn't matter if you say yes or no. What matters is if you're truth. <laughs> if you're truthful about <laughs> what, your answer. What matters, matters is that the person judging you agrees. Yes. The judge changes. <laughs> and, yeah, they have time. shifts, and you got to, like, calculate, okay, i got 400 years. Oh, shit, this person's going to be on shift. Like, I know. <laughs> if you get it wrong, they send you back 50 years. I have to say, I am truly upset with how well this works. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, see, back to the discussion of are all the foods allowed in both? I can't. I can't subscribe to that because we're like devil's okay. food cake. We have to. No, that's exactly. That can't be we in heaven. To, we that's have just to, not allowed. We have to. We have to make the decision. Is this a very, very, very food-themed afterlife for people, or is this an afterlife where all the bad cheeses and hot dogs go to die? Like, is, why not both? The more I'm thinking about this, the more I feel like this could become a very successful cookbook that is just like, <laughs> like various. Like it's it's a gag gift that yeah. people yeah. give at Christmas. It, it would sell and like, because of that. There's a yeah. story, and it's like, oh yes, so and so descended into hell. He was in the middle of life's journey. Da 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 da. He was in a dark wood, and then just like every every layer of hell has its own recipes. Yes. And then you get to the Actually. end, and it's like the like all hell bad recipes. They're all they're all terrible. <laughs> they don't like, warn you about it because no, they, they do. To... They're like, do not make them, and then people do anyway. And then, and then Purgatory's like. Eh. It's all right. I and bought then, the whole cookbook. I'm using the whole cookbook. <laughs> and then only the last third of it is actually usable. It's actually good food. Your kid comes home, they're like, Mom, what are you making today? Ah, Canto 15. <laughs> <laughs> or like there's We're making envy today, son. <laughs> <laughs> or there's like actual good recipes in, in some some of the parts of the book like in hell but they're made by people like Paula Dean. Oh. <laughs> so you just feel kind of guilty yeah, while you're yeah. eating it. You're like, damn, this is too there's like, good. Like, there's like the recipe and in between ingredients there's just like things to make you feel bad. <laughs> this is what happened. This is the last food my mother made before my parents divorced. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> And it's just the next thing is just like four cups of flour. <laughs> four like, cups of flour. Yeah, all the all the ingredients, like some of the ingredients are just like you have to use the same brand of butter on the toast your mother made for you the day your dad left. <laughs> just like this took a turn. Yeah. Cook this until one, it you... smells like your father's aftershave. Yeah. <laughs> for, for this one, you need somebody to smoke a cigarette next to you <laughs> and breathe it. It just gets face. progressively worse as you descend. Yeah. Like the first the first layer is just like you're a piece of shit, but like then, then it gets to start to the deep stuff later. <laughs> I think it's beautiful that we somehow got from mummifying chickens <laughs> in uh, like gifted gifted people classes to uh, <laughs> layers of hell in Dante's Inferno. Mummified chicken is the last With recipe food. in this book. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to eat it. You're supposed to send it on to the next person. It's, I didn't know that. It's not about eating it. It's play. about sending a message. <laughs> I don't have that chicken anymore. I must have ate it. I like, I like the idea of a cookbook with food that you're not supposed to eat. Like, none of it's none of it's actually edible. They're just things you can do to pass time with it food. It just looks kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you like, we're in it for the art, yes. not you, for the taste. You bury it in your yard afterwards. The moral of the story is I probably have more embalming experience than you. <laughs> All right, everybody. I think we're going to wind down this episode. Uh, does anyone have any final remarks? Oh, Pre- yeah, actually. Um, cue the taking. Cue the taking. I've, I've been Noah Shaw, and I can pee in reverse. Um, I've been Stephen Fedrosi, and I am made out of wood, uh, specifically mahogany. I've been Clayton Lawrence, and my hair grows inwards instead of outwards. 
I've been Connor Barber, and I can fly, but only by flapping my right pinky finger. I've been Cameron Downs, and I'm green. Green.